0: This is your host, Christopher Decker, on another episode of Eureka Moments Only. You're now on the second episode of a seven-part series where we sat down with Brad Costello, venture capitalist and manages his own private tech portfolio. On this second episode, we speak about Brad's early days at FedEx while they were growing rapidly. This served as an amazing case study for growth for Brad and he learned a lot that he was able to take into his career as a senior executive at a lot of Fortune 500 companies, including Pillsbury and PepsiCo, were able to start speaking about some eureka moments and insights and, and pivotal moments that shaped Brad's decision making at various stages in his life. Check out this episode and um, stay tuned for three, four, five, six, and seven. There's a wealth of knowledge coming from Brad, and this has been one of the best interviews I've ever done. Check it out. Hey, everybody, good morning. This is Christopher Decker, your host on the Eureka Moments Only podcast, where we share the breakthroughs, the pivotal moments, the insights from today's top business leaders. Please welcome Brad Costello. He's a venture capitalist, and he manages his own private tech portfolio. Brad, nice to have you. Nice to be here, Christopher. Brad, please tell me a little bit more about yourself, and and that's kind of open-ended.
1: Yeah. Well, I think uh, after you've uh, been in business, uh, in life a certain number of decades, that becomes a little bit harder to condense, but um, I'm originally from Memphis, and although I wasn't born there, but I grew up in the South, uh, had an opportunity to get involved with what they used to call Federal Express, which is now FedEx, uh, when it was a small company. Uh, Certainly not the same as it's regarded today uh, as a a global marquee brand. Uh, But I would say during its... uh, rapid growth cowboy year. So that was a, a really wonderful experience to have for 10 years. So if you're going to be at a company that's going to be like a, a, a case study in growth, that was a, a great place to cut your teeth and just happen to get a, a, a college internship to start at a company like that. So uh, I left there after 10 years when the company was really rocking along, had, I think I joined when I think there were 3,000 employees nationwide or something like that. When I left, there was 65,000. And uh, I had U.S. responsibilities from the corporate side, staff side. And uh, then I went to, uh, to be a senior executive in the, at Pillsbury, then a senior executive at PepsiCo. Uh, then after that, uh, one more stint in the Fortune world uh, with Office Depot uh, kind of during kind of some of its kind of cooler days, let's say. And um, then after that, I went to um, uh, kind of wanted to step out of the fortune world. It had been a really uh, fast pace for a good while. and started wanted to look at doing my own things. And I uh, uh, purchased part of the equity of a global brand implementation company based out of Toronto. And had that for seven years, and I felt that that would be great because they were focused on post-merger and acquisition work. And having just led a a big merger and acquisition endeavor at Office Depot, Mm. um, I kind of knew that there was a a need for that service if you could let people know that that service was available. Uh, Sold that back to the partners in 2012, and then moved directly into kind of more direct Emerging
0: tech interest at that mm-hmm. time. Here I am. Here you are today. Yeah. Um, how about today? What's? Well, I mean, besides you know personal
1: things, which I know this isn't really about, but uh, you know I, I try to live life uh, uh, without the. Uh, if if you've been involved in the Fortune world as long as I was. I've had more meetings than I can remember. Mm. I've seen more people than you can possibly remember. I mean, some of those uh, companies have a lot of people, and I've managed a lot of people. And the thing is, you're just going from meeting and meeting to city to city, and it kind of becomes a blur, even Mm. from company to company. I mean, sometimes when I was at another company, I would think I was in a meeting at one of the previous companies. It would just be so similar. It's like, you know... Been there, done that. So now I try to make sure that if I if you're in a meeting, there's a reason to be in there. And there's no meeting, you just have to schedule to fill up a day or fill up a calendar. Uh, so I, I enjoy that because that makes me really think about what the purpose of the meeting is and can I add value to it and are the people there that can add value to it and create a result. I like that as opposed to if you've ever been in the large corporate world, Not every meeting you have can meet that test. So, uh, now I spend 95 plus percent of my time in my private portfolio, uh, which there's, you know, usually four companies of very hands-on, sharp concentration. And, you know, I've had a couple roll off in the last few years. Mm -hmm. that either were acquired by public companies or something like that, and of course, when they're acquired, you're not spending any time with them anymore. I, I'm I, I'm not a I don't take operating officer roles of those companies. It's usually mm-hmm. uh, an active equity interest uh, or s- some other form of uh, like that. So that's where I spend my time now, and you know I enjoy it because it's diverse enough. Uh, and th- my biggest thing is I just don't want to agree. I don't want to commit to something I can't do or I don't think I can help get over the goal line.
0: That leads me to the the next question here. On this show, Eureka Moments Only, we like to dig into pivotal changes and breakthroughs in business and life. Have you had any of those pivotal moments and what did you learn from them?
1: Um, you know, Christopher, I thought about this when you asked me the, the question on Friday. I think that a lot of times, you know, people would think, start to think of things that happened in their career that were pivotal pivotal moments. And I started thinking about a little bit difference of things that I learned or I became aware of that I could use across the board, regardless of, oh, I got promoted from this to a senior officer or Mm -hmm. I got, you know, uh, when I was at Pillsbury Grand Met at that time, attended a hostel takeover for Pillsbury. Mm. And we had to, you know, they were successful in that hostile takeover. So I had to go through, I had to learn maybe five years worth in a year because you're going through all of these exercises to, that are occurring because the company got acquired. Mm. But those things are outside of your control. And you just either learn and adapt and and do it successfully or you don't. So I don't I really kind of started thinking about it a little bit differently. And after you asked me, I kind of made a new few notes because there are some things that I learned that allowed me me, and and they were caused by certain events at companies or certain events and times, but let me, uh, I, I don't know, integrate a lesson or integrate something that I could use no matter where I went. And a couple of these came from Fred Smith and, uh, listen, a lot of the audience, listen, this may not know who Fred Smith was, but he founded Federal Express when he was 28 years old mm-hmm. and obviously has built it to whatever it is today. And so he is probably, even though I did not work directly for him in the early days, I got to see enough of him and see enough of his style and his philosophy that it was deeply impressed upon a 23 or 24 year old. Mm-hmm. And to have that opportunity to even see it close was pretty cool. I think that he, he did a couple things that he built that company around. And obviously, he's, he would say he built it around more than that. But things that hit me that I started really were kind of like epiphanies. And one was the difference between the conjunctive and the disjunctive goal. And all I mean by that is the and or the or. The conjunctive's the and, the disjunctive's the or. And what he said one time to a, a group on a Friday and basically said, hey, you might not want to consider staying in management if, you don't, if you're not able to process this and maybe let us know on Monday, <laughs> uh, was, listen, anybody can give greater service. Let's say in, in service industry or retail or something. Anybody can give greater service typically if you give them more money to spend on labor, to spend on things. Anybody can uh, cut cost if you don't worry about service. They could just say, Christopher, your goal is this, cut 10% out of your budget. And if you say, well, okay, but service is going to go down, they say, well, if it does, it does, then you're fine, right? You could do it. Anybody could do it. What Fred said was, and it was very powerful to me right when he did it, he said, I can get anybody to do that. He goes, I need people that can give me cost and service, not cost or service. Because he said, if you're going to try to trap me in, oh, I either cut cost and lose service mm. or increase cost and increase service, that's not a game we can win at. Because I'm he, he was trying to create a whole new industry of overnight delivery and fast, 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 and absolutely positively, which was their first kind of mantra so I thought you know what at 20 in my early 20s that really made me think and I so I will tell you whether I went to Pillsbury PepsiCo or anything I've done since I've remembered that and worked with my teams to say it's not an either-or what I need you to do is work with me to figure out a way to do and and so I've gone to companies that I've either gotten involved with subsequently or divisions or things like that or endeavors where you can see when you go through the goals or objectives or, you know, they're, what they're working on, you, you'll you'll be able to see in, in your mind the oars they've placed between those. Do we do this or this? Do we do that or that? And what I say is, how many of those can you do an and? End? Mm. So rather than point to a specific, quote, career move, I'm going to tell you that was very powerful, and I have used it to to do everything I have done that's occurred successfully in business, that's been in play.